As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Unspoiled 23, Chapter 22, Arya. There's strife in the Stark household. Dad's coming home late. He's angry from work. The kids are fighting. They can't get along. And one of them has a sword. Welcome to Unspoiled. Arya is pissed. Arya's pissed. Because nobody stood up for Micah. Right. The rock. Right? The little quartzite. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a natural glass. You find it in between sedimentary. You find it in between your freaking ears. <laughs> oh, we're, oh are we it. talking about the uh, the butcher's one? Yeah, you think? Yeah, well, he got killed, what, like two chapters ago? No, he got killed at the end of Eddard's chapter. Or, well, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's been a while. Feels we like went yesterday. to the wall. We came back. We went to a, a brothel. Yeah. I lost track of where. You went to a. Um, I, I check it. us out later In on Accusal Cast. <laughs> a special segment. Um, but yeah, she's thinking while she's eating about how nobody stood up for Micah. Nobody said anything to the hound after he killed him. And she keeps on being on the verge of tears. Yep. And then. They're talking about the tourney, and she says she doesn't want to go, and Sansa's like, it'll be a great event. You won't be wanted, and just tosses her stupid oh, little head. you won't be wanted there. It's for ladies only. That's Sansa. She has a very deep voice for wow. a young woman. Um, so this is a this tourney is very divisive among the Starks. Eddard is just, he never wanted it. It's for him, so he has to be, I guess, like he's in charge of it. It's like, we're having a party. For you. You plan it, you find out how to pay for everything, and you deal with all the headaches that are going to result. Yeah. I will be there drinking heavily. So this is like one of my birthdays. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> okay, but, um, and Arya thinks it's it's stupid. She's like, she doesn't like basically anything um, that's going on at the moment. Because her, you know, we had it, we didn't see much of her relationship with Micah. We haven't had an Arya chapter in quite a bit. Yeah. And, um... 
you know, to Robert, that's like kind of, it seems like a miscarriage of justice and, and, and inappropriate. And it really is a shows badly on the characters of people who did it. Pretty sure you're talking about Ned right now. Yeah. What did I say? Robert. Oh yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Robert could give a shit. I'm not even sure he knows it happened. I'm pretty sure they're the same person. Yeah. I'll get to that later. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it seems like Robert, if he, like, someone mentioned it, he was like, hey, you know, later. <laughs> I'm busy. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking right now. Later when I'm less drunk. Right. Meaning, I will never talk with you about this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what are you saying? Glug, glug, glug. Uh-oh, sorry. <laughs> We've reached drunky time. What is it the fat guy says in that song? Uh, one, two, three, tequila, uh, three, <laughs> four, six, tequila. That song? I only know one song. Say you want to talk with me when I ain't so high. Well, baby, it's obvious that I ain't your guy. And then I ain't your Yeah, because yeah. I'm not going there. I'm on a 24-7 round-the-world flight in a hot air balloon. This was a theme album about around the world in 80 days, I believe. Mm. That was the case? Absolutely. Jackie Chan. <laughs> Back to the story. Wow. That I, was a journey we just went on. Even mm-hmm, if... Around my brain in 80 seconds. So, anyway. So, Eddard does not think that it was a good thing for the boy to be killed. He seems uh, ticked off about it. But yep. he doesn't know Micah that well. The readers don't know Micah that well. And I think it's a really important moment to see her like almost crying and thinking about it. Because it's... One of those moments where we're not totally aware of how she's affected by it. Right. We don't see her reaction when the body gets brought back. So. Right. And to that, you know, he's like a, uh, he's a bit of a statistic. I mean, they know like a lot of people die in this world. Like it's, you know, it's, times have been pretty good, but it's not a, a, a utopia by any means. And shit happens and there are rapers and thieves and murderers and uh, low class people can apparently get a, uh, there's no... You know, your Magna Carta, your Bill of Rights. They're not in place. And, um... I I have to confess, I'm kind of surprised that he told Arya that Micah was dead. What? I don't know what else he could have done. And I'm not... Like, Ned's not a liar. So, I don't... As a character, I got... I'm I'm not surprised. Right. But I kind of, like... What were they going to tell her? I'm just thinking about parents being like, well, he got in a lot of trouble and they told him not to come down to King's Landing after all because they don't want somebody who fought with Joff around. So they went back to Winterfell. Okay. That's, like, something that I think a modern parent would... It's, like, the equivalent of saying that your dog has been brought to a farm and is running around with all the other dogs when, actually, they're dead and in the ground or in a furnace. Uh, I have three points uh, to make in response. Okay. One, we know parents. They they just don't understand. Two, uh, he was a man, not a dog or a boy. Uh, He's the equivalent of a pet to, like, these people. He's not a boy, but not yet a man. And, um, three, they brought him back to his butcher father so, uh, vivisected that he thought it might have been cuts of pork that he was supposed to chop up. Is that true? I feel like that's some story people said. Oh, well, either way, that's the story that's going around. That she might, it, it, it might have stuck in someone's imagination enough to tell her. Yeah. Um, also possibly, uh, you know, the hound laughing about it. Well, that's kind of what I mean, is that I'm surprised that they, like, we're so open about the fact that they killed this kid. I, oh, yeah, they, they... You know what I mean? Like, I understand that he's not important, but I'm mm-hmm. just surprised at... The fact that they basically flaunt it 
you know? Well, they don't think they've done anything wrong. But that's... Just like your dog metaphor. It's like, this dog bit somebody, we had to kill him. It's just a dog. But it's not like we just killed the dog and that's the end of it. It's we killed the dog, paraded its body around, and everybody was like, oh, look at this dead dog, and like spat on it and then slapped it with reeds. Okay, one, that's not what happened. (laughs) And two, they're like, we caught him. Uh, He fought back but they like justice is served he didn't is fight there. back he ran well no uh you can't see my finger quotes that i wasn't making in the first place <laughs> but pretend i'm making them uh he fought back Ew, so that creepy voice means finger quotes yes <laughs> it means a lot of things i don't want any of those um yeah so uh yeah it's, i mean it really highlights that this is a fucked up situation even to them mm-hmm. like you could definitely imagine with some of the stuff we've seen there's definitely a lot of this culture we haven't gotten into. Like, maybe that's what they do. Like, they put people's heads on spikes. So maybe it's not, like, that big of a deal to yeah. kill somebody and parade them around. But at least to her, this is uh, her, you know. Her buddy. Yeah. And it's the first time I think that either of them have had to deal with a real loss. Sure. Well, I mean, you she know? did have a brother get thrown out a window. But he's, he's not dead. No, but he was pretty close to it for a while like we weren't there when and as far as she knows that was an accident it's not like it's not quite the same i think that this is more of a like as ned says later when they're talking this is like a wake up to what what is coming right god doesn't care about you it's a cruel and unjust world life is uh brutish and short yes um the end but they're eating dinner so they've got like maybe a nice soup um, <laughs> lovely, uh... A thick and creamy and sweet pumpkin soup. Oh, yeah. It? Was it a bisque? Probably. It doesn't say bisque, but I would guess it's Well, you style. know, if you don't... They probably haven't invented the emulsion blender at this point. Probably not. Okay. We're gonna get deeper into that later Unless on. you mean lots and lots of rats that <gasps> run on the surface <laughs> of the soup <laughs> like until it's emulsified. I like this idea. Let's go no, further. No, it's like ratatouille. <laughs> oh! Mm. The dish? Or like the mouse that churns that cream into butter and crawls out before he drowns. You're talking about... I thought that was a frog. What? I heard it was two frogs. No, it's mice. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Ask ask Christopher Walken. (laughs) Christopher Walken knows. Okay, you uh, ask, go ask Abby. You go ask your stupid face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, her dad's pissed. He's working long hours. Yeah. Oh, these numbers <laughs> uh, everywhere. He comes and sits down for a hot second. Sansa snipes at Arya. He tells them both to shut the fuck up. Yep. And then is like, fuck this shit and gets up and leaves. Yeah, I don't need this. And then Septim Mordain is talking to Arya and is like, because that's how i imagine septum ordain sounding all the time is basically like one of the chicken muppets Mm. really indignant and like fluttery and you ever uh you ever see that old school disney robin hood where robin hood's a fox yeah marion has that big fat chicken lady that follows around that's up to yep all right perfect this is this is redwall that we're reading is that correct (laughs) are we reading game of mouse thrones kind of it's been a lot of rodent talk but uh so Arya gets up and runs away from the table and she's like you clean your plate she's like you clean it and then just 
takes off. And I kind of, when I was reading this, was like, oh, is half this book just going to be Arya yelling at people and running away? Because uh, that so. was her other chapter also, was yes. yelling at Septim Mordain and running away again. And I was like, you know what? There comes a point where you don't respect a child headstrong qualities Head strength? Head strength, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her head strength needs uh, tampering. Yeah, she needs more head Tampening? cardio and less head uh muscle work (laughs) (laughs) okay we're cutting all that (laughs) nope um so all right but she runs back to her room we're running we're run lola running oh yeah and then that guy comes after her yep the big uh the cook yeah fat tom and she gets to her room first and slams the door and he's pounding on the door going aria girl are you all right are you in there Hey, are you in that room I just saw you walk into? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she hears him walking away and thinks he was always easy to fool. Yeah, fooled him. <laughs> oh, that guy almost got me, but when I yelled, I'm not in here, into the empty room, he was like, oh, okay, and just left. I uh, stopped reading that point. <laughs> just so you know, she didn't trick him. <laughs> Ooh, tricked him. No, he knows. He knows. And then, um... It's funny because Ned comes, knocks on the door, is like, Arya, please open this door. And she's standing there with a needle in her hand, like, ready to cut whoever walks yep. in the door. And she hears the sword and she's like, oh. And she, like, puts the sword down and opens the door and just stands there and waits for him to come in and is, like, totally different person. Yep. It's like Listen, the, kids need a father. It's important. Yeah, you will not even discipline a cat. Uh, I love my cats and I would never hurt them by telling them they couldn't eat off my plate. <laughs> so disgusting. I can't believe we share a mouth. We, we do? <laughs> Guys, we have been through some weird experimental <laughs> sur- surgery. All of it completely unnecessary. But we can see through the same eye. Pretty cool. <laughs> same eye. Just one eye. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, got... we share between the two of us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, Ned comes in, sees that she has needle, and asks her where she got it from. And she won't give... She won't tell him that John... Right was the one who got it for her he figures out it's from winterfell though because the smith put his maker's uh, mark yeah yes delicious by the way and he would say that (laughs) delicious by the way um and ned seems almost depressed by the fact that she has a sword from his own forge right that he didn't know about well everything's rapidly spinning out of control from that uh he he was he was the one who uh he was king of the castle. He was running things. He knew what was going on. There were some minor problems, but nothing too big. Now everything is falling apart. Mm-hmm. He's trying to juggle 20 things. He only knows what six of them are. Yep. And now his kids are feuding that he can't get them to stop. And now, yeah, his youngest daughter has a sword that she's apparently had for quite a while. And not to mention plenty of people she'd probably like to stab with it. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that seems like a... I don't know, something that might, uh, it just tire you out. Well, I can see, because I always thought when I was first reading this, like, why is she not killing everybody that she hates? Right. She's eight years old, you don't get it when you're oh, that age. Oh, because she's not a psychopath. But I think, honestly, one of the main reasons is because, mm-hmm. like, the fact that her dad has, when he knocks on the door, she clearly loves her dad. Mm-hmm. I think she knows how much shit he would be in if she did anything like that. Right. So. So your theory is she has no fear of death. Honestly, like, the scene with her and Joffrey at the river where she throws a sword in the Mm -hmm. water, 
I feel like she, if she hadn't been who she is, mm-hmm. she would have hurt Joffrey. She like she did hurt Joffrey. She her wolf hurt Joffrey. Or she also hit him in the head and tried to throw a rock. She at him. hit him in the back of the head to get him off Micken because he was shoving his sword in the kid's face. Right, but your point was she didn't hurt him. My she point did. is was that she did what was necessary to get him off her friend, mm-hmm. and then took his sword away and ran. She didn't try to fuck with him after that. Right. If she had been somebody else, I feel that she would have really hurt him. But that's like a total overreaction. I, but she's like an overreactor. I mean, Septim Mordain just tells her to clean her plate and she freaks the fuck out, (laughs) gets up, runs out. And that's the second time that she's just run away and hid for the, like, she's one of those people that has a really emotional reaction to stuff. Somebody's attacking her friend, shoving his sword in her face and then turns and tries to come after her next and... I could totally see that she would go after him. Right. Temper tantrums, homicide. It's all it's all right in the when same you're, page. When you're we talked about this about being in middle school and not getting the repercussions of your actions. It's like that's what it's like when you're a kid is that you don't really get what you're doing. That's right. why kids can be so much crueler. Right. So I just I don't I'm not saying she was going to kill him, but I'm saying she probably would have really gone out of her way to hurt him a lot more than she did because she knew that it was going to have a repercussion on her dad because she cares about him i find your thesis uh completely alien to my way of thinking and i do not agree with it however i respect your uh conclusion all right fair enough um i definitely think joff would have hurt her and micah way more if right she hadn't done something. well she started hurting him until the wolf took it to the point where he couldn't hurt them anymore and then she stopped which seems like she's she's like the wolf when someone's in danger she bites, but she's not, unless you back her into a corner, she's not going to come after this kid. Like, she wasn't going to sneak up on him and, like, beat him with a bar of soap in, a, in an old pillowcase while he's asleep, uh, even if she could have gotten away with it, just because that's not... Well, regardless, I think that Ned's point later on is kind of similar to what I'm trying to say, in that she is finally starting to think about the repercussions of what she's doing. Um, on her, not just for her, but for... Her family? Yeah, because he's saying that when there are wolves in the summertime, they have to, uh, they can do whatever they want. It doesn't really matter because there's tons of food, but in the wintertime, they have to band together in a pack. Right, and all eat the same deer. Yeah, which is Joffrey, I wish, that they would just kill him and eat him. Is that, this is getting a bit really... Spoilers! Oh no! Is that what... (laughs) It turns out that the old gods that they speak of are a god that that demands cannibal sacrifices. Yes. The beginning of every winter. Winter is coming and we're going to eat some kids. Yay! Um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. (laughs) Here's your Yule Roast. Um, That seems to be a theme that we get to again and again is family. Family is the most important. Yes. Um, it's not something that I can relate to that much because I don't have much family. True, you were a Dickensian orphan. Yes, when I met you. Yep, I was uh, the little match girl. Yeah, She's we not still Dickensian, have all those matches. So, but but something happens when they're together. There's not just this. I mean, there's this great father daughter moment, but uh, there's the discovery of needle, and right. he's um, he breaks it over his knee. He throws it out the window. <laughs> like, this is not for ladies, and you are a lady. And then he throws her down a well. Yep. And she rots there for seven days. Yep. 
And then she comes after Cersei. Yeah, Bran invents the videotape. Oh. But yeah, Ned lets her keep it. Mm -hmm. And then she goes to the uh, small hall and she meets Serio Pharrell. Yeah. Who is related to the rapper Pharrell. Yep, he's a nerd. And they both uh, talk and sing in falsetto. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's very uncomfortable. (laughs) <laughs> if I could remember any lyrics. <laughs> and um, he starts to give her her dancing lessons. Yes. Which are? Dancing lessons. Your two steps. Your box steps. I was actually going to say um, dubstepping. Your dubsteps. Your Skrillexes. You know, your dead mice. He is related to Pharrell. Um, <laughs> yes. Your reggaetones. Um, no. In this case, reggaeton is... <laughs> <laughs> that is the remix air horn. Um, this song is about fighting. <laughs> Unlike any other music, this is a dance about violence. So yeah, he's teaching her first to how to properly hold her sword because she starts to hold the wooden sword in both hands, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" It's like her training montage. Yeah, we're from Philly. This is like Rocky. In in terms that we would understand. <laughs> She's running up and down the stairs of the art museum. She's she's eating raw eggs. Oh god, um, she would too. Oh sure, she'd be like, she probably Fuck does. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then uh, 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 we'll come back to the sword fighting because I think that bit's interesting. But we do find out that her wolf didn't run away. She had to throw rocks at it. Oh, is that the saddest? Yep, it's a Harry and the Henderson situation. It, oh, it so is. It's so sad. I and hate it. Like, cat what the fuck was in my well you see i have cats and like i want to really create that emotional bond it's more like (laughs) she said that she threw rocks and she whined and looked at her and she felt so ashamed Mm -hmm. but it was the right thing to do and her dad says yes it was but she dreams about running out into the woods and reuniting and going to find Jon snow they both lost their wolfies yeah do you think that is uh symbolic they've been taken to the big city their power in the form of the wolf has been taken away. Hmm. I could see that. Also, uh, both the girls lost their wolves. All the gentlemen have their wolves. Sexism? Mm, yeah. The soft sexism of lowered wolf spectations? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was, it's soft sexism yeah, well, wolves versus are very soft. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> They're very nuzzly. <laughs> the nuzzly sexism of... <laughs> Cutie patooties. Wow. Um, what kind of spirit animal would you have? You'd have a cat for sure. Sure. What would I have? A badger. Would I? Mm-hmm. Badgers are mean. Yeah. Am I mean? You're not mean, but I you, you I... defend your your I am lair. A, I am a defender. <laughs> what does a badger have? A hole? I'm Liz Lemon. Oh my god, I'm Liz Lemon. Is Liz Lemon a badger? They call her the badger in like every episode. Yeah. But anyway, I'm a badger. Fucking what? So, <laughs> okay, now Flash back. forward. Now Sword back fighting. to the dancing lessons. Cha-ching, ching, ching. Anigo Montoya. This is, I, it's not cha-ching because they're wooden swords. Clunk, clunk, clunk. That's better. There we go. Yep. Um, they learn the dance. He has the accent. We will fight with the swords. And he's like, strike me. And she tries to strike him for four hours and yep. never hits him one time. That's a good sign, though. If you can keep a kid focused for four hours. Right. Um, it's pretty strong. Um, 
I've never been focused for four hours on anything. Oh, please. You played Skyrim. Except for Skyrim. Skyrim for ten hours. Listen, I'm Dragonborn. I have to follow my destiny. You wore diapers so that you didn't have to go to the bathroom. Those were... Prescription? (laughs) Yes. Were you going to say prescription? (laughs) They were a collection of uh, maxi pads sewn together. Um, They were homemade. I really love a lot of Sirius quotes, though. Like... She's like, what if I drop the sword? And he's like, you can't drop it. It's part of your arm. Can you drop part of your arm? No, you can't. It's, technically, if someone was hitting you with a sword, you probably could. You weren't dropping it. Like you <laughs> let go of it. Oh, shit. Yeah, the rest of your arm let go of that part. <laughs> or uh, he keeps calling her boy. Yep. And she's like, I'm not a boy, by the way. And he's all like, girl, boy, doesn't matter. You're a sword. Right. And I was like, oh, actually, that kind of sounds like a boy. But, you know, what else? Yeah. The girls, the boys, they are the same to me. Give them the weapon and have them strike me hard. Ew. Yeah. He's... You're, you're a pedophile who just doesn't care if it's a boy or girl. Is that what you're saying? Mm, yes. I, <laughs> I said, let's start a podcast. I will wait until we get 23 episodes and I will confess my dark shame. Your Stark shame? My Stark shame. I am Bran Stark. Oh my god, I really love that. Like, we have to write... A book about how these books have ruined our lives, and yep. then call it Stark Shame. Stark Shame. Oh, I love it. <laughs> the Kingston Tale. Yes. A uh, tale of two Kingstons. <laughs> uh, living Life Lannister. Oh. I'm starting a motivational series. Okay. Entirely based on lessons. We have to do lessons. something with Stark Shame and Living Life Lannister. What are we going to do? Uh, I recommend... Trending topics on Twitter? Uh, <laughs> six <laughs> MTV pilot <laughs> reality show. <laughs> like Growing Up God. Oh my god. Uh, it'll be the next Jersey Shore uh, Storm's Landing Pier. Oh my god. I would love somebody doing a spoof, like a an real... office style, like mockumentary living life Lannister following the Lannisters around. Maybe... This is fucking brilliant, dude. Maybe oh like god. some cousins that aren't part of the main plot. Yes. But are constantly. Uh... Meth addicted. <laughs> <laughs> or um, just like uh, Cersei and Jamie's like. Uh, <laughs> what they talk about when they're out of the room. Oh, God, you won't believe what I have to do today. I have to kill this kid who's in a coma. <laughs> or them being missing together all the time and then coming back and everybody being like, where were you guys? Nowhere. And then they give an awkward look to the camera and she, like, wipes her mouth off and sits down. Eating, swimming? <laughs> no, eating and swimming. Eating and swimming. Oh, crabs, crabs, gotta go. <laughs> Good old Lannister wince. <laughs> All right, is that the chat? Can we do some predictos, or are we, uh... Yeah, predict. Chapter, chapter time. No, predict. Predict. <laughs> Let me read my tea leaves. All right. Now, uh, I believe I predicted in a previous episode that uh, Arya was going to learn how to use Needle. I believe I was vindicated. It was pretty obvious, but it did happen. Um, okay, so I think Arya is going to learn how to sword fight that seems like we're definitely done that, that path. is happening so oh she's going to she's going to graduate from no she's only about three quarters through sword fighting and training okay she's not gonna finish why not um because she's gonna be called into action she's not gonna have time to learn the final she's uh, gonna be called into act what in the army no, like in the metaphorical sense she's gonna have to go do something and com- start her hero's journey but she's not gonna be fully prepared. Okay. She has to grow up on her own. I've been thinking this. This. Uh, Wait, she's growing up on her own now. 
What? Yeah, well, each of us has to take our own steps into adulthood. I mean, if you think about it, this book is basically a series of coming-of-age tales. Uh, I really don't like this side of you. What side of me? <laughs> the analytical, incisive side? Uh, I wouldn't say incisive, but just, yeah. Making allegories out of all these kids into their coming-of-age. Well, they're all, like, 8 through 14, like... And Jon Snow's learning how to be a man up at the wall, where he's, yeah, like, he on his own. Uh, uh, Daenerys down there is coming into her womanhood in a very uh, quick Lure and uh, intense fashion. Um, Arya's, like, learning about, uh, uh, you know, it's time to put childish things away and, and realize that things are serious now. Like, yeah. I think that's a definite theme. Like, you have the big sort of um, uh, Lannister's first Stark storyline happening. It's kind of got Rob and, and to a lesser degree, you know, the Stark kids and Caitlin and uh, and then you have John uh, growing up and Daenerys growing up seems to be like the main thrust of the the book. I'm not trying to say that you're wrong. It's you just, you just got super serious and boring for a second. I was like, uh, okay, I think <laughs> Sansa is so going to steal think... needle, enchant it with a devilish <laughs> approach, and then. Sneak up on Prince Joffrey, cut a hole to an alternate dimension, push him through, pull out his evil twin, and then have a baby by the end of this book. Wow. Yep. I like that better. Okay. <laughs> we need to put a book together of your ridiculous predictions uh, and actually make that It will be called Ridiculous. Yay! And it will be ridiculous. All right. So um, your prediction is that Arya will not get to finish her training. No, but she will uh, display heroism uh, with her sword. I suspect she's going to save Sansa. You know what I'm going to say? There's a tourney coming, right? There's going to be a... A A mysterious, tiny, tiny knight that enters the tourney? No, 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 no. (laughs) One, that's the greatest idea ever. Riding a wolf. Yay! She jumps up high. It's like Air Bud. It's like Air Wolf Bud. Um, No, Sansa's going to go to this tourney. She's going to get caught alone. An older man, maybe the hound, someone who is uh, shady and suspicious is going to corner. He's going to be like, hey, girl, what are you doing out here? You're not supposed to be here. And he'd like really menace her. Then Sansa's going to come in the back and be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Arya is going to come in the back and like stab him in the knee with the sword and uh, save save her ass. I think if it were to the knee, it would be more likely to be an arrow. I don't understand what you're talking about. Get it? It's a meme. Uh, Nope. Nope, I don't have those. What What am I? Who are you? Yes, I am. So you're predicting that Arya is going to save Sansa from somebody, but you already predicted that Arya is going to, quote, save Sansa's bacon. I did. Same prediction. I'm elaborating. I'm saying it's going to be at the tourney, an older man. He's going to be described as dirty and or smelly, and he's going to have her <laughs> cornered away from the crowds. Okay. All right. Um. Okay, so you said that... Arya's going to be called into action and won't finish her training. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that just saving Sansa's bacon is calling her into action and she won't finish her training after that for some reason? No, I don't think so. I'm I mean, not clear. It in seems what... like uh, to stop her training, she'd have to go somewhere where this uh, Serio Serrano de Bergino isn't going to be. So um, I don't think that would necessarily, but uh, something's going to happen. Either her or him is going to have to leave before they're 100% done. Okay. But she's still going to need to put her what she learned into use. Okay. All right, cool. She's so. not going to get her certificate. <laughs> Next prediction. Next prediction. I believe that Sansa is going to grow further and forth, f- further and further alienated from the Stark clan in general okay. and from her father. 
Um, she's going to not understand why they're being such big jerks about everything. Okay. They're so caught up in what's right and what's wrong and who did this. Um, and she's going to be caught up in the court life. And uh, she's going to go shopping and just fall in love with the life at the Capitol. Can I just say that in uh, Living Life Lannister, court life should be like the yep. catch line. Uh, your ab tattoo of yes. choice. Um, yeah, she's going to get all caught up in the high life and forget her roots for a while. All right. And she's going to be mean to her dad and her dad's going to be like, ugh. So she will not be Sansa from the block? Uh, no. Okay. From the ice block. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, no. Do you have uh, some blog talk to break out? I have blog talk. What? All right. So first, Onion, Delicious. I want to say thank you for your many comments. You are keeping up the uh, discussion. And I mean, obviously, even though I proposed to you, you like my husband better than me. But that's cool. Whatevs. I'm uh, not jealous. And I want to thank... That one person still who gave us a actual worded review on iTunes, because nobody else has done one yet. I don't know if they haven't let them through yet, but I'm guessing with the number of days that's passed. I believe you have to mail your review to iTunes um, in a special wooden box with a wax seal, and then a special, a Vestal Virgin will open it up and hold it to an eternal flame, and then maybe <laughs> they'll publish it. I also started a Twitter feed uh, yesterday unspoiled show because unspoiled podcast was one motherfucking letter too long yeah podcast so yeah it's unspoiled show and i followed the shit out of everybody on twitter at all related to game of thrones or who likes game of thrones because i just want all of it all the time it's gonna be mostly me on the twitter feed uh because brendan i'm afraid he's gonna get spoiled yep so he's not doing anything related to that my (laughs) Toys. What? I'm spoiled. I'm a bad child. Oh, wow. I get it. Wow. Like, Etc. What? We're going to be um, creating a logo and branding for ourselves uh, for a new version of the site, and we're trying to come up with a tagline. And I was thinking to put it out to you folks, if you can think of a tagline that you think would be awesome. We are going to offer a magnificent prize. Oh, what is it? I don't know yet, but we will. It's not my sexual services, I hope. It's not so magnificent. Uh, Buzzing! Ouch! Oh, it hurts. Um, all right, well, we'll think of something. We came up with, so far, uh, Brennan came up with... Don't blame these on me. <laughs> ridiculous. I thought that was good. Which would be good, except it doesn't really incorporate the fact that we're eventually going to be doing TV shows. But for right now, it's kind of good. Um, I said danger twists ahead, which I think is kind of lame. Um, uh, then an irreverent daily book club for smart people. Only smarties. And smarties are get the fuck out. Right. Ooh, I like that. Maybe that should be our tagline. <laughs> smarties are get the fuck out. And then our image will be a rolled up, uh, smarties. Oh, <laughs> that's the worst <laughs> idea I've ever heard. Then Brennan suggested read, watch, jape. Yeah, but Jape's pretty weak. I feel like Jape, yeah. Read, watch, mock. Read, watch, laugh. Read, mock. We love. Read, we watch, all... love. Read, watch. Lerv. Lerv. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. Eat lead paint. So, yeah. We have uh, started at square one with the tagline thing. But we're we're trying to figure something out. So, yeah. There will be a wonderful prize. And we will let you know what it is as soon as we know what it is. Yep. 
and submit you know, su- stuff in comments. Submit a tagline. Submit an idea for a prize. Maybe you'll have a good oh, idea. Oh, that's a good idea, yeah. The person yeah. who submits a good idea for a prize gets, will make them a tagline for them as a person. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. And we will say your tagline for the next seven episodes. Okay. Um, all right. So I think that's about it with blog talk. So, oh, you know what? No, there was one thing that I wanted to bring up, and I'm okay. I'm kind of, I was going to wait for a Caitlyn chapter for this, because it was about Caitlyn. Okay. There's been a heated argument on the uh, Westeros forums of Ice and Fire. Well, as someone who's only read 22 chapters of this five-book series, I am eminently qualified to weigh in. Yes. Help well, me. people are trying to say, because mm-hmm. of, you know, me just basically hating Caitlyn outright for what right. she says about John that he should have died, um... That she has a right to hate John because he is a threat to the inheritance of her sons. Hmm. I don't feel that the inheritance is as big a factor as every other personal issue that she has with this kid. What is your take? I don't think... uh, I think there's a difference from considering someone a threat and hating them. Mm. Um, I think that's probably, if she does consider him a threat that acting like that is probably the worst thing she can do Mm, that's a good point um however i also don't hate her for the things she said all the things she said running through my head um i uh i I have high hopes for caitlin i want her to bring she's a lot of anger i mean caitlin's arc is pretty intense i think she i'm not a big fan of her chapters of Mm -hmm. reading from her perspective but her actual story is pretty interesting Here's my thoughts on Caitlyn going forward, and you can count these as predictions or not. All right. My dream Caitlyn chapter is that she becomes like Liam Neeson in Taken. Um, She puts everything she knows and all her uh, abilities and influence into getting revenge on those who hurt her child. Okay. And in doing so, takes no prisoners, even if that means she has to turn on her husband. Ooh. Probably not turn on him, but leave him in the lurch. Wow. All right. Um, That's my dream arc. My thing i'm concerned is going to happen which will make her like me less is her it, like you less no make me like her less because right. right now i'm still like uh there are parts i like there are parts i care for less um if she if she insists on involving herself on stuff and then doing things very short-sightedly attempting to do the things we talked about in uh my dream option (laughs) but instead consistently runs into walls because she's doing just the stupid first thing that she emotionally reaches for like going to king's landing with her people and then trying to sneak in and not thinking they're gonna somehow catch her exactly yeah so going to king's landing smart getting completely befuddled by the fact that anyone knows what's happening besides her not so smart. Right. So more of A, less of B. I don't... Uh, I think the fundamental thing is that she underestimates everybody else. She thinks like she's the only smart person. Right. You know? And and maybe in Winterfell she was. Maybe? Yeah, I mean, she's... You got Hodor. You got Micken. Uh, don't say anything about Hodor. He's the best. Um, what was I... Uh, but yeah, I really... We watched Lost together, mm-hmm. and somewhere in the middle of that show, there came this part where everyone was like, I'm going to go do something smart, and someone was like, I'm going to follow you, and they're like, no, you won't help, and they were like, I'm doing it anyway, yeah. and then they did, and that was every episode. Yes. So if it becomes that, I am going to hate her for being inefficient. Okay. I enjoy I think inf- that's very fair. I like effectiveness in a character. <laughs> you know, that's part of, we had a thread today that um, somebody asked, who is your favorite character and why? Because we got so carried away talking about everybody we hated. 
And uh, I noticed that a lot of the characters that I like the best are not necessarily good people, Mm -hmm. but they just are so good at playing this game. Right. And that's what I love is people who are thinking things through, perceptive about what somebody else is doing or saying, and can somehow not even necessarily manipulate, but like they know how to take a shitty situation and turn it around to their advantage. Right. And that is just genius and deserves mad respect in my book. Which is, like, even Littlefinger. He's clearly a sketch-ass, like, pimp and whatever. And yet, he knows everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And he's clearly gotten himself into a pretty decent position at court, even though he was sort of a nobody when Caitlyn knew him. Right. So he's, I he's don't know. master of coins. Yeah. He's, uh, he's some somebody formidable. Yeah. So, and then there's, you know, Ned, who we were talking about how he wanted to basically go right to Cersei and everybody about like what's going on with Bran and the right. He's Ned's a good guy, but he's just kind of dumb with how to handle other people. He thinks everybody operates the way he does. What's the, um, is it Mr. Smith goes to Washington with Jimmy Stewart? I don't, I've never seen it. Uh, I can't remember if that's Mr. It's probably like Mr. (laughs) Stevenson or something. But uh, uh, he's like a plain talking uh, Midwesterner who goes into Congress. He's like, I'm just going to tell him what's what's the real truth and not varnish it and not play the games. And that's what. And then like, of course, that's not going to work. That works until you get in there. And then you're like, oh, (laughs) these people, they they figured out tell the truth and don't play the games. That's uh, they figured their way around that like day two. Right. No worries. Yeah, it's um. It's tough because it makes you feel like, what kind of person am I to like best some of the worst people? But I don't respect people who are, I don't want to use the word stupid, Mm -hmm. but just not thinking things through. I am such a planner. We know this. Mm-hmm. I plan the shit out of everything. I'm going to mm. buy something on eBay for like $40. I will go research that shit for, for an hour hours. and a half. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. So when people... This is not a this is not a life or death situation when I'm purchasing a mixer on Amazon.com. Right. So you can only imagine the shit I would go through to plan out going to track down my son's killer. Sure. And uh, it's just hard for me to relate to her just basically standing up after sleeping for four days, not taking care of anything, not helping out her son, Rob, and being injured and just jumping on a boat and being like, all right, let's head down there and figure shit out when we get there. I'm like, well, there's no plan here at all. See, just I, go to the master at arms, ask whose knife it is, and suddenly you're going to have the murderer? That doesn't even fucking make sense. Now, I am not a planner. I am a figure-it-out-when-we-get-there kind of guy. Which is why we're returning the microphones we ordered. <laughs> but I also appreciate people who can think on their feet. True. So, um, that's it. Now, we haven't encountered... So we've got one character that I think we can all agree is a total shitbag, and that's uh, Viserys. Yes. Um, but he's also not good at anything. So I think the real interesting point is if we hit a, I'm, maybe this happens down the line, a total shitbag who's also very good at being a total shitbag. Right. We've kind of got morally conflicted characters who are good and good characters who are decent, but uh, <laughs> no admirable shitbags as of yet. Right. True. Yeah. I, um, I will say that when you say you like people who think on your feet, I think being able to think on your feet requires a lot of foresight also. 
uh, as a near amnesiac <laughs> who has to trick himself every day to not forget stuff. Uh, I'm not so sure you could even be qualified as thinking well on your feet. I'm not sure you want to make that comparison to I yourself. I think I'm going to edit this part out. Oh. <laughs> Who's thinking on their feet now? Mm, I hurt your little feelings. I'm going to cut in some... <laughs> I'm the badger. Yep. Ooh. What sound does a badger make? Does it bark? I think it does. Yeah. Arr, arr, arr. Oh, seal. Oh, I don't want to be a seal. Um. All right, we got to call this. This is way too long. <laughs> uh, we love you very much. Merry Christmas. Uh, enjoy. Think of taglines. Yep. Learn to sword fight. Vote on our blog for what you want us to do next for our projects. And follow us on the Twitter. Yeah. At Unspoiled Show. Let's call it. You go you high, high five. five. Thanks for listening to another exciting episode of Unspoiled. Come check out our blog at unspoiledpodcast.blogspot.com. Vote. Like us. Love us. Never leave us. Thanks for listening to Unspoiled. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.